0: Welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and I am the co-creator and director of the national play Expressing Motherhood, which I founded in 2008. To learn more about the stage show Expressing Motherhood, you can head on over to ExpressingMotherhood.com. This podcast is a couple months old, and I've already had a chance to speak to almost... This might be my tenth part, woman that I've woman that I've spoken to. Um, I've been talking to creative moms and just learning about their angst and what projects they're up to, and finding out how their creative paths have twisted and turned. If you are listening to the show and you've enjoyed it, if you could do me a favor and go to iTunes and write a review, I'd be ever so grateful. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Ann Tullett. She is a mom who lives in Richmond, Virginia. And I have known Ann for a long time because Ann used to babysit for my Aunt Janet, Janet Baruch, whom I just interviewed in the last podcast. And so Ann, funny enough, would babysit for my aunt when my aunt was going through her divorce and going back to school to become a landscape designer. Ann is hilarious, very Southern, gracious, and smart, and I'm happy to talk to her and have her on the show. She's an interior designer, and she has a cool new company called Hanover Avenue, and I'm going to let her explain Hanover Avenue to you. So without further ado, welcome Anne. So, Anne, welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. I'm so excited you called me. I can't even believe you thought to call me. I'm really, really happy you did. <laughs> no. Well, I'm so happy. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm so happy you're on it. And then last week I was, or the last podcast I did, I was speaking with Aunt Janet. So she mentioned you. I was like, oh, my God, I need to talk to Anne because I want to make sure that I'm covering all kinds of creative moms, not just actresses and writers. And so. Right. Right. You're an interior designer. You know, you have two kids, and we spoke a little bit about how, and this seems to be universal, but once you have children, it definitely changes your career because of, you know, the factors that go into it, wanting to spend more time with your kids. So what, right. were, what were you doing pre-children, and then how soon after having <clears throat> your kids did you change your career trajectory or open your own business, I should say, with Hanover Avenue?
1: Well, I – um. I had started an interior design firm. I had partnered with this amazing designer in Austin who I love. She's still a dear friend of mine, Courtney Klein. And we had Klein Tall at design, um, which I still think sounds so cute. Um, But that was our design firm in Austin. And then, you know, I was not trying to get pregnant at all. Sorry, Langdon, my little (laughs) Langdon. I I didn't – I wasn't trying to get pregnant. I was really focused on having this amazing design firm with Courtney and Mm – you know that whole feeling where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm a few months late. What do I do?" Mm-hmm. And turns out I was pregnant, like really pregnant, like three months pregnant. But I kept taking pregnancy tests, and they kept saying that I was not. Oh, really? And oh yeah, it was fun, fun times. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Okay. So I even went. I went in. This is crazy. Sidebar, but I went in. Being like, hey, I'm three months late for my period, so something's obviously really wrong with me. And they're like, yeah, you're right, something's really wrong with you. They even take a pregnancy test with my OB, negative. And she's like, okay, something's really wrong with you. We'll have to do a hormone test, and we'll do blood work to make sure you're not pregnant. And I call my husband. I'm like, we dodged a bullet. I'm totally not pregnant. I'm just, something's really wrong with my hormones. No big, right? Uh And then, like, five days later, I'm on the Bluetooth with Courtney, and the nurse is like, congratulations, you're 11 weeks, and I was like,
0: "What? What? Like, How is yeah, that possible? What? What was their explanation?" I don't make
1: that one. I don't make that one hormone that shows up in a I mean, it shows up in a blood test, but wow. when you see on the stick, my body has one. So, um, oh my god, that, that is so informative.
0: No, I'm definitely keeping <laughs> that in. That that's, I never knew that. Wow. Okay. I think Here's we all just learned something. The, the moral of the story, ladies
1: listening. Take your pill at the same time every day, which is amazing that my husband and I didn't get pregnant in college. Like, how is that possible? Because we've been together forever. Mm -hmm. We get pregnant when we're married and not trying to be pregnant. Um, Anyway, so I completely got pregnant, and she's the light of my life, and I'm so happy. I have two little girls now, but it was a huge surprise. And I don't know, it's just a crazy, you know the way the stars sort of lined up. And at that point, Courtney and I were thinking, what are we going to do? Because I was pregnant. And we had started this design firm together. And then mm-hmm. my husband ended up getting a job back in Virginia. I'm from Richmond. So we ended up moving back to Richmond and Courtney and I kind of dissolved the company, divided the clients up, and she remains one of my best friends. And so we moved back to Richmond and and then I got pregnant with Kenan when Langdon was 12 weeks old because obviously <gasps> I'm a baby-making machine. What? Right?
0: What? Oh, my God, Ann. I didn't know they were so (laughs) close in age. What? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But now, I mean, now they're best friends, and it's really easy, but I'm not going to lie. That was like, those were the days where I thought I was going to just die. But anyway, so Mm -hmm. it was weird. It was right when the bottom fell out of the market. So it was Mm -hmm. right before, it was 2007. Yeah. So I come back to Richmond. Everything crashes out anyway, and Mm -hmm. we had been kind of riding the big tech bubble of Austin and doing these amazing projects and I kind of feel like you know how sometimes just I don't think I probably would have stopped working and it was almost like just divine intervention I mean I have a pretty strong faith or whatever and I kind of feel like it was almost like a god thing where it was like okay you have to stop because the well is dry there is no design work really happening right now because everyone's stuck you know portfolios yeah. in the in the Pooper,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> am I allowed to say that? You can say more, more than say pooper, but that's okay. <laughs> I love that because I do. That's
1: um, fine.
0: Anyway, so I, it sort of made me stop,
1: which is great. So I had my little babies, mm-hmm. but
0: and, and you I were home, so you year. were not you were not working for a while. For a
1: year, I was well. I was a pregnant baby maker, nurser, breeder. Yeah. For
0: like two oh my straight God. years. You were probably, I mean, you were, I know you were probably so busy during those years, but anyway, it was, well, it's crazy.
1: Great. I mean, yeah, there's nuts. Anyway, so, but I did kind of keep my toe in the water because I still had clients that would call me occasionally. So I would just sort of like dabble, but I wasn't really working. And then, you know, and this is a great tip for anyone that ever wants to start a career or a business in a new city. It's what I did in Austin. Then I did it in Richmond and I did it in LA so when I was ready to work, and I think that was when Kenan, my second, was probably three or four months old, I wanted to just use my brain because I was rotting, um, physically and emotionally rotting. <laughs> and um, so I did a job for free, which I always do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just did it for free to get my name out there and, and learn the ropes of this, of Richmond, the new city where I was working. And, um Took a job, did it for free, and that kind of got my name out there. I've never advertised or anything like that. I just sort of kicked off the word of mouth thing. And the great thing about being an interior designer is you can work from home. I mean, let's be honest. Also, too, I mean, I have a great husband who was providing health insurance and mm-hmm. an umbrella of money. So right. Okay. And I, I'm glad I
0: mean, you. I'm glad you said that because I think that's important to acknowledge. You know, a lot of yeah. t- sometimes creative people. I don't know. It's almost like we have to have that. We don't have to, but I mean, God. Otherwise, if you're both working full time and you're cr- you're going after your creative, you know, <clears throat> dreams, it's a lot.
1: Well, and you know, I mean, if you if someone breaks an arm, you got insurance. <laughs>
0: so, well, there's that too. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it, so
1: it was good. It was it was great to have that security. Mm-hmm. And he's been, you know, my biggest fan and a huge supporter and high five Brad. I love him. Wow. But anyway, so we so I did that and um and I began working in Richmond as a designer. Then we moved to L.A., and did, I did the same exact thing. And I'd always kept my office and clients. I was kind of working with clients all over the country. Anyway, we moved to L.A. I do a job for free. It kicks off the word of mouth, and then I'm off to the races working again. And that was really fun and awesome. And, um, and did you get and a nanny when
0: well, you were in L.A.? Did you have a nanny?
1: No. I My children had this great school where you could do aftercare. Oh, so okay. at that point at that point I did have a nanny when they were um when they were little mm-hmm. because my husband travels so much, oh, yeah, that it would be like five o'clock, and I'm supposed to be making dinner, but I'm also supposed to be nursing a human. oh, I and en- how do you do that?
0: i I, I understand <laughs> it. I have my two, my youngest are seventeen months apart, and it physically felt like I could not have done it if I didn't have help around no, i i, started, I had a, I had a crying breakdown. I remember crying in our back alley. We live in a really urban neighborhood. I'm in the back
1: alley, and i <laughs> have a total breakdown, and I was like, someone is gonna die today. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be me. I don't know. Like, uh, someone's going to choke on an acorn or fall down the stairs or whatever because I'm dying. And so that's when we got Jesse, and she came every day from mm-hmm. three to seven. She was my husband. Yeah. Because he was never
0: home. Yeah. Oh, you needed help.
1: Yeah. It's called staffing up, Lindsay. We just staffed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think we will no vacations. We had vacations. Well, Stay with our us. We have we have not traveled as a family of five on an airplane, which we're finally going to do next week, and I'm I'm sort of terrified of, but we're going to be fine. They're old enough now. But anyway, I get it. Yeah. So all of our extra money at that point just went towards a nanny, and it was old the nanny. best thing we ever did. I mean, so yep. anyway. So, but when we were in,
1: when we were in L. A., they were in school, mm-hmm. so I could I could keep them in aftercare if I needed to, and um and they loved it. And actually cried when I would pick them up early. So that shows the kind of mom I am. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, like, not serious. They'd be like, Why are you here? We want to play with our friends. Um, so that's what that's what we did in LA. And then Rag got a job in New York and I was like, wow. you know, over my dead body am I gonna yeah. move to Manhattan mm-hmm. with I mean, forget it. Mm-hmm. And and I sound like a diva, but I maintained that I'm not moving to New York unless one of us is making ten million dollars a year after taxes.
0: I agree. So mm-hmm.
1: that's never happening. Um, so you moved. To, so you got a job in New York, and I moved back to Richmond. And this was the reason I started Hanover oh. Avenue. Was I was I was just seeing. So I started being a designer so long ago that there was still online shopping, but not really. And there wasn't. You know, there wasn't one Kings Lane or Serena and Lily or Candelabra or Layla Grace or all these amazing resources mm-hmm. where you can get kind of anything under the sun and. It just didn't exist. And so now when I was back in Virginia, I was seeing all these great resources and I was thinking to myself, wow, this is going to help people so much. And maybe designers are going to become completely obsolete because now Mm -hmm. anyone can gain access to anything. Mm -hmm. But what was weirdly happening was I was being called on as almost like Mayday phone calls. It was usually from my friends saying, oh, my God, I just ordered this you know, amazing sofa from wherever and I got this amazing table and I love these things and I thought they were so perfect and I've already measured my room and everything would arrive and it would just be like a teeny bit off. Like it just kind of barely missed the mark and they were all disappointed and they'd wasted all that time and money. Yep. And I was and I was seeing what was happening like, oh hey would sort of break my heart because it was a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, how can I create a website where, well, two things were happening. A sidebar was that since my husband travels so much, it was getting increasingly hard for me to travel for work as well because he was living in New York during the week. And that meant wow. that if I traveled during the week to meet with clients, yeah, like I would have orphans. And so I, that was another part of it was I was thinking, how can I look at this changing um dynamic between consumers and product and designers. So how can I navigate that? And also how can I try to figure out a way to stay home a, a bit more? So I was seeing people making these, you know, just a little bit of a mistake and I thought, okay, well, is there a way for me to harness this access to everything that people have, which is amazing and kind of teach people how to become their own designer. And I was also seeing People unfortunately make mistakes where they were calling these designers in a box kind of thing where you can, you can pay this online, you take like an online survey and you pay a hundred bucks or something and then they quote unquote design your room for I mean, it's sort of like the lowest common denominator of design, and I I was watching people fall into that trap too. So they would end up paying an amount of money to these online whatever they're called design firms, I guess, or whatever they are, mm-hmm. pay them, and then they would get they would be told what to order, and it it looked like kind of like a, like a bed in a bag, even though oh, it just okay. it didn't right. It it just it, it really was like rail liquor. I mean, it's like the right. the lowest common denominator of design. And so I thought, how can I teach people to become their own designer? Mm-hmm. And that's what we did with Hanover Avenue. So I've been starting to get designers from all over the country, and I began doing it just my own designs on there, showing people really beautiful rooms. And I was trying to show them how to create, you know, flawless, stunning rooms on their own, and show them where to buy it all, how to pull it all together, no matter what their floor plan. And it's just kind of taken off it it's has been so off? fun to watch it
0: okay so explain, yeah like, explain oh go ahead keep going
1: well it's just been mm-hmm. you know we so readers would call in I mean we did we've done so we some of the rooms we do are just out of my head and we'll just create it or out of any designer's head because we're starting to get visiting designers that are showing their rooms off too mm-hmm. and then other readers would call in or write me um, and say, you know, here's here's my room. Can you help me? And sometimes we do like a vote off, and you have to do, you have to have fortitude. It's a little bit Thunderdome. So we put <laughs> like you're <laughs> you're pitted up against some other rooms, but everyone gets to vote on the room that they want me to do. And we did a great living room in Seattle, and we've done
0: a bedroom in. I love um, that living room in Seattle.
1: No, with the, I know with that.
0: Th- oh my God, with the with the piano, but the, the um artwork right the or she's an oh god sorry
1: the sheet music he's a she musician music. yeah yeah that
0: okay I, so wait explain to me so did she come to you and then she won a contest so did you design that for free for her yeah really yeah. So, and then yeah. she bought all the pieces and put them where you told her to put them yep but wow. the pieces are so interchangeable, and that's the reason that I really wanted
1: to do this for people is, they're, you know, flawless rooms just don't happen by accident. No,
0: they, they don't. don't. I know that, and, yeah.
1: And just because something looks beautiful on Pinterest mm-hmm. or on a mood board does not mean that they will look beautiful in life. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it stinks, but it's true. And so as so much is, there's so many nuanced details that go into a room with scale proportion light and dark and and you know how how tables line up with the arm of a sofa and and it's just the subtleties and the nuanced things that go into a room it's even the flowers you pick it's everything and I wanted to show people and that's what would tick me off so much is you would watch a design show Mm -hmm. and I would want to like scream at the tv like can't you just tell these viewers what pink color that is like, you can't even right. tell us. Which you can't what even I, tell
0: us. Well, yeah. that is what is so cool about Anne's website, you guys. So when you go to it, you can look at the room, click on it, and then literally each piece that she has bought, you, she gives you the link to where she bought it from. And then you could buy it. And I guess you do that for the paint color, too, I'm assuming, because you're mentioning that. Yeah, and the finish. So wow. I'll say like this room need, this room would look best with like a washable flat finish mm-hmm. in
1: this color with the trim and this color and semi gloss. And I think the other thing that I love about what we've done is every single room has these cutout paper dolls that can go with it. They're all to scale. So you just measure your room like half an inch is a foot. I teach you how to do it on the website, but you measure your room and mark where your windows are and then you can do these little cutouts and move the furniture around on your own piece of paper and really see that yes it does fit wow. or yes it doesn't fit and and the thing that we love about what we're doing here is every piece is so carefully curated and selected that it, it's almost like you can jumble it up no matter what like you can't screw yeah, it up
0: I see at all so if I was coming to you are you working with people you must be working with people all across the country so it's not just locals right
1: yeah we're working on right now so my business manager is um she's amazing and she um she keeps me from becoming MC Hammer <laughs> she's going to make sure to <laughs> make sure I don't file for bankruptcy um <laughs> She had this great idea, and we've just tried it. This is the first time, and I'm just going to see how it works, but a reader from Dallas wanted us to do their building a beautiful house in Highland Park, super modern. It's really chic, and I love it. And they wanted me to be their designer. And since building this website right now has taken so much of my time, Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't really take on any new clients. And so I said, okay, what if, well, Sarah, my business manager, was like, what if, you charge just a flat fee, really marginal fee for a fraction of what I normally would have charged and design the room for them and, and, and give them the guide. And of course it would be stuff like every room that would be totally interchangeable that anyone else could use. And then we would show the real before and after on the website and maybe zo them too. So we tried it for this first room and we'll see how it works. But it's sort of a new business model and testing out. And, you know, I think you talked about this <clears throat> the other day, how, you know, I think you just jump off the cliff. And yeah. I've always been one of these people that's like, let's just build the plane while we fly it, right? I yeah, mean,
0: I'm, I'm like that, too. I don't think you can yeah. be too afraid. So if I, this doesn't work, I'll stop. You I know? gotcha. I agree, because uh, my so, friend Diane Farr, she always – she's like, no – I was like, God, Diane. I take. I've been working on this one project for so long, and I just want to get it right. She's like, Oh, I don't do that. You know, she has. She's an accent, but anyway. She's like, I just get. She's like, I just put a bunch of shit out there and see what sticks. But I could yeah. And she's like, Don't wait for perfection, because otherwise, it just won't happen. And I I like that you do that too. And I also want to mention. So Anne makes these really funny videos. I mean, they're also informative. It's just that you're funny. So I think there's some interjection of that um, on her website. So you can also. See you talking with your clients, right? I mean, I've only I've only been able to. Well, I'm really,
1: so it's not really talking with my clients. It's okay. talking with my collaborators that
0: I've worked with. So, oh, um, I see the designers. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So, I
1: mean, we just did that designer with. Uh, we just did that room with that great designer, Vanessa Metzalak. Everyone should follow this girl. I swear, she's a rising star. I'm, I'm gonna watch her rocket ship to the moon. But, um, I did it. I did an interview with her. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice just wavered. It's all right. Um alright. That's
0: weird. Do you want to take a sip? It's okay. I'm. You can I know you've got your cranberry there. I've got my water. I'm drinking. No. Here, let's do it. Let's, let's take a. It. Let's okay. take a swig of cranberry. Ready? To, go. One, I'm two, three, go. I'm debloating here. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. There I am. Oh God, I have my high school reunion coming up, and I'm so bloated. But anyway, but it'll be fine by next week. Okay.
1: Well, so what I was, so what I was saying is, you know, Vanessa's this amazing rising star. So mm-hmm. we did, we, anyway, we did an interview with her, but I think I'm going to see how it works with this, with this test run of doing this paid room for this Dallas client and maybe they'll want to be interviewed and maybe they won't. So, so I have get a discount
0: because they're going to be interviewed? Is that what it was?
1: Well, so, so we were giving them a flat rate. I mean, normally, I normally gotcha. I charge an amount that's, that's you know. Right. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. So normally I charge my hourly fee or my retainer or whatever. And then, but for this test run, what Sarah suggested is I just charge a lower flat rate. I talk to them a few times to hop in their brain. I figure out what they love. I, make their room virtually like we've been doing on the site so their final room will look like a photograph with you know a brand new living room it'll look amazing and they'll see exactly what it's going to look like the buying guide of where to buy everything but instead of shopping with them and spending many many hours with them instead they're just going to jump off the cliff with me and know that that I'm going to give them something flawless and super chic and I'm going to make sure that it reflects them and their sensibility, not my own, which I think you can see on the site. I mean, all the rooms that I've done for people that have won a free room makeover, it's always been their, their aesthetic, but we're going to try it out and see how it works. And so the reason we gave them such a discounted rate was there isn't going to be this typical back and forth that you have with a designer where I would present some things, go back to the drawing board. Instead, I'm going to be, presenting what I think is the perfect thing for their room and they either love it or they don't, but I'm sure they'll love it. So that sounds yeah. super arrogant, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: no, they will. You, and I, we we need to be more arrogant, us women. So now now you have somebody, you know, you're obviously paying. You, you said you have your assistant. So how far, and also I want to know how many hours a week are you working? How old are your kids now? So and, now my girls are, yeah, what else do you want to know? No, there was too many questions at once. Um, so first, I guess, obviously now you're putting money into your website and you have an assistant. How many years did it take before you got to this now? When when did you hire her?
1: Well, I have a whole team.
0: Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Well, it's
1: a lot of work to get this thing off the ground. So, I mean, full transparency, and I talked about this in some of my early articles, but you know, at first, the website was funded by client jobs. So I haven't, I haven't paid myself in a while because it, it, it costs a lot of money to build the website from scratch. And I have a whole team. I've got a business manager, Sarah. I've got a design associate, Matt, who I love, and he helps me do all these renderings. I just hired someone beneath him named Josh who helps him do the rendering. And then I've got a really cute um, intern who's about to be a paid intern, name Leah. And then we have another intern starting in the fall. And um, we have a really cute copywriter named Katie. Mm. So it's, a, it's a production to get this thing off the ground. But the way that I did it was I, I had inherited a small sum of money from my grandfather when he died. And when he died, he said, you know, this is for you to buy a house, start a business or get an education. And I had always just kind of kept it in the wings for the last 15 years and, and when I finally decided to build this dream of mine because I just think that I know that everyone can become their own interior designer I just believe that it's possible I think people love design they know what they love it's fun for them and I wanted them to kind of have that thrill of designing beautiful rooms without any of that heartache of design mistakes. But it's, anyway, so I, I knew that I had the sum of money. I used that to get it off the ground with some of the other money that I had saved from client jobs, and that's how I've been funding it. And then now, as the business has taken off, mm-hmm. it's beginning to be profitable and um you know my goal is to see if i can break even in the first year and then and then turn a profit the next year but i'm trying to not like be super hard on myself because mm-hmm. i know that that any business takes a while to get off the ground and i think i'm just grateful that we've been gaining this really cute fun super loyal readership mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy yeah. it's really fun
0: that is fun and i feel like that i don't know i feel like I mean, I know there are successful people who just come out of the gate and are like, I just want this business to grow only from, they're not even doing it from a creative standpoint. They just want to get, they just want to be big either for their ego or just to make money. But I feel like crea- when you're coming creatively out of something that, that, of your passion basically, and like you're making sure that you're not going under, but I think that's yeah. just so fulfilling and ultimately brings you success
1: um no that's that's totally true and I think I always you know I mean I'm no MBA and I mean my husband when I said I was going to do this was so freaking out because he was like wait you don't even have a business plan and I was like I Mm -hmm. I just have this strong feeling and I've always trusted my gut and I was like I know that if I build this thing they will come like this field of dreams thing but I was like there is No one doing this out there. I knew Mm. that that, because I mean, I live and breathe design. I knew that there was nothing out there like this. And I knew that I was coming from a really pure place, kind of like what you were saying. Like, I knew that I was doing it for for a really good reason. And uh, I think that sort of has come across. And I think that's the reason that we're gaining the following that we are, because, you know, I didn't want, that's the other thing, is so often when you go to some of these sites, Especially these rooms in a box, you can tell that they're only drawing from like the same six vendors because that's how they're making the most money. And I wanted to free myself up and be like, you know what? If I love this pillow, even if I don't make a dime on the back end from it, this is the right pillow for the room, Mm -hmm. period. I didn't want to have to answer to anyone. And that's the other reason why I wanted to use the money from my grandfather is I didn't want to be beholden to any investors at this point. Yeah. Like I wanted to be able to just give a really pure product and show people what I would do if they were my client, you know? Mm. And that's what I, I wanted the guest designers to feel the same way. So that's the only stipulation of my rooms is that everything we show, the only limitation is that everything we show, a person has to be able to buy it
0: <clears throat>
1: either in a physical store or online. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. it can't be anything that's just to the trade. it It has to be something that they can either buy oh, directly from the designer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what are you doing, uh, um, with your kids right now? Are they in school, and how many hours a week are you working? <clears throat> I'm
1: working. I'm working way too much right now, and um, and that's really been a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? I, oh. yeah, yeah, medium, medium bummer. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think I know that it takes it takes a lot to build a new company. I was willing to do it, um, yeah. but I'm working a lot. I would say that I work. Oh God, how much do I work? I mean, I definitely work from the time I drop them off in the morning during the school year. I drop them off at 7:30, and then. I either pick them up at three or if they stay in aftercare, I pick them up at five. So I'm working that the whole time, but I can't do math. So I have no idea well, how many that's hours a, that is. That's
0: okay. yeah. And then when you pick them up, do you pick them up at three and come home and then continue to work while they're playing or do you have a helper? Do you have after
1: school? No, well, so some. So I would say that maybe two or three days a week, they stay in aftercare and, um, and they do their homework at school. One day a week, my mom always picks them up and they play at my mom's house, which is awesome mm-hmm. but when it's me picking them up they come home and they do their homework and then um I mean what's a home cook meal I don't even know what that word means so <laughs> yeah uh, do right. I know how to cook anymore I think I forgot how so yeah. we um, I know so there was something that had to give so here's what it had to give yes mm-hmm. cooking home cook meals <laughs> I and actually i I lean, a, I lean a lot into your, Janet, to your Aunt Janet. I remember, because I used to be Janet's nanny yep. in college, and so Janet taught me the joy of canned green beans.
0: Oh my Holly God, has. that's funny. I was just thinking about that the other week. I was like, God, I used to love canned green beans, so I bought some for my kids. It's because we, my They're family, like, we so stem from the, I, we stem from the Midwest, from Iowa, so like <laughs> our whole Thanksgiving meal was made from cans. But, well, I mean,
1: every time okay. I, slo—every
0: time I like, swash a canned green bean into a bowl, I'm like,
1: these are sodium sticks. Like, these are so bad for you, I might as well be giving them potato chips. But yep. I feel good about it because they, they look like they're real. Um, so we we go out to dinner a lot. There's a restaurant or there's a grocery store called Elwood
0: Thompson that has mm. – um,
1: it's organic, Lindsay. How about that? Well, there you go. Um Yeah.
0: No, so no, but I get you. They, I I feel like with cooking, I went through this period when when I had my I still had my nanny. I was like, okay, I've got a nanny instead of, I don't know. I felt like instead of maybe exercising that day, not that I exercise that. I mean, I don't. But um, I would go to the grocery <laughs> store and like plan the meal, you know. And it would it took a while to cook. It was like an ordeal. I don't know. That sounds really yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I think, but, I think, yeah. Well, I think so. I realized
1: something. Had to give. Yep, cooking was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't try to wear an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of days that I walk into my office, which is right down the hall with my whole team, and I'm kicking it in the bathrobe. Too bad. Really? So, oh um, God, love that. So yeah, it's oh. a joke. I mean, it's a joke in the office. But I feel like you know, I can't be perfect. No one can. Yes. I don't even try to. So, like during the weekdays, I've kind of forgotten what mascara means. Yeah. I've forgotten what home cook meal means, and um, evidently I've forgotten what um, anaerobic exercise means or aerobic exercise. I don't know how to do any of them even more. I mean, working on that progress, not perfection. That's so right. um, I had to let a lot of things go, and, and also since my husband travels all the time, yep. so now he lives in D.C. during the week, oh my God. So I'm, I'm really a single mom, so that's why I just thought, okay... These are the things that are going to fall off the plate. And then the other thing that I did that may or may not land my kids on a psychiatrist's couch one day is I make them make their own breakfast. Lindsay, I'm such a bad mom. No, you're they not. Wait, breakfast. how old
0: are they? How old are they? 7 They're
1: seven and eight. Well, the youngest is about to turn seven. Okay. And the oldest just turned eight. So they make their own breakfast. I think that's They make great. their own lunches. They make wow. their
0: bed. Oh, so I'm mean. No, you're I mean. not. I think that's great. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, because I find that I get I get really mean because I'm doing too much for my kids, and then as soon as I stop doing as much and make them step up, we get along a lot better.
1: Yeah, I just I, that was the thing where I was like, you know, and the other thing was I got sick of hearing them be like, "Why did you make peanut butter and jelly I again?" Agree.
0: I agree. Yeah, make it yourself if you don't want peanut butter and jelly. Figure it out. Yeah, you know. I know.
1: Um, I just got so sick of hearing them complain mm-hmm. about the food, and that's the other thing. So when I do make a home cooked meal, it's like I'm. They'll be like, I'm going to die today. This might kill me right now. Maybe this. Maybe this dinner is killing me as I'm eating it, and I'm like, huh, maybe it is. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> that, that's enough to make me stop cooking for you.
0: I agree. Right I agree. It always seems like a waste of time. Cause my, and my son's like a food stop. Plus, I feel like we live in L.A., and there's so many downfalls of living here, but one of the perks is the great food. So I'd rather just – and you can get cheap, good, healthy food, too. So I'd rather just buy is
1: there a, a lemonade? Is, is lemonade near you? Yes. God, I miss lemonade so much. Yeah. I abused that place. Yeah. Abused.
0: Lemonade is good. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs>
0: oh, I did. I, I I should have bought stock in lemonade. You should have. Yeah, Le- lemonade out. <laughs> a delicious place for all if y'all haven't tried oh, it. No. Um it's a chain though. I don't know if it was a chain then, but it's all over LA now.
1: No, it was a chain. There was a chain when I lived there and I remember turning to Rob being like, "I want to invest in these guys." And I'm sure
0: whoever invested in them was laughing all the way to the bank. Probably. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, so I, mean, I think I think any working mom that's trying to do it all Yes. It's going to have a nervous breakdown.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I had my little physical breakdown a couple of years ago and then I realized you just, I had to scale way back and you know, the more I've talked yeah. to moms, you, you can do it for a while, but your body or your mind is going to give out. I guarantee you there's just, I, I just don't think it's healthy and I worry about, especially as we start to get into our forties, you know, I worry about people having heart attacks and it's just not healthy. And I spoke with Jillian Lauren. She's a published author, a best-selling author. She was on, like, well, I think, the second podcast. But she said, you know, things give in my house. The same thing that you're talking about. She said, my house just gets a little bit messier, you know, and I just have to let it go. I mean, she she has somebody help clean it. But still, even if you have somebody, you know, there's six other days that it's just, I don't know. You have to sort of decide if you're going to write that day or work on your business or and it's okay. Well, and that's but that.
1: you know, and that's mm-hmm. the other thing. That's the other thing. We've got Noelia. So Noelia comes, and I mean, uh, here, ben, this is going to sound really spoiled, but I realize it's almost like I use it as a business expense. So Noelia does mm-hmm. some laundry and cleans because, again, it was like you can't work 60, 70 hours a week and 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 still be in love with your husband and still, you know, love your children. Yep. I mean, it's like I was too tired. I would be too tired to even give Rad a kiss,
0: Yeah.
1: much less anything else. So, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, poor Rad. So <clears throat> Noelia does the laundry, and she cleans. And then I ended up, because I was working so much, I ended up getting her an extra day a week. And she does the grocery store run now. Mm-hmm. And that has been a huge yes. help because, I, I, and I think this other thing too is when you have a husband that's never at home, mm-hmm. and really, and when I'm saying he's never at home, I mean, it's like he leaves on Sunday or Monday morning at like 5 a.m., and he comes back on Friday night, sometimes after dinner, so it's like mm-hmm. you're wow. running the whole show by yourself, so getting her was great, and hopefully my workload will level off. Mm-hmm and I won't need that much help eventually but I just kind of looked at it as a business expense and just thought okay so full disclosure that's how much help I have Well, well I I good. love it and I okay. love that
0: I love that you admit to getting help cuz I my whole push has been and I understand that some people can't afford you know um help but I do feel like some people can afford a little bit of help but the biggest thing that stands in their way is their own guilt and I'm always trying to tell moms just to get over that because we have got to, you know, bring in the tribe. We just, we've lost our tribe and you've got to build your own tribe. I've started getting groceries delivered and bonds, which is, you know, just like a, whatever. I don't know. They deliver for, I get them for free to deliver. There's something That's I, great. And, and, well, and that's the thing I've always said,
1: the way that we're raising children now and working is not even like normal. I mean, none of when no, Mm -hmm. it's not at all like when we were. I even remember when I was growing up, my the neighbors, like the moms that were the the moms of my friends, Mm -hmm. would totally bust me if I was being bad. I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. it was a tribe. Mm -hmm. And I think now when moms are supposed to think that they have to look perfect every day, they have to have children that are perfect and never rude, they have to have a perfect meal, and then Pinterest kill me. Yeah, what's that all about?
0: I don't know. Um, Yeah, God. I mean,
1: high five to the moms that can cut their children's peanut butter and jelly into a heart.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. It's too much. And plus, I feel like it is sad. Well, I mean, part of it is a lot of moms, we can't afford to be stay-at-home moms anymore. So we have sort of lost those eyes on the street, meaning watching the neighborhood kids. I mean, It's interesting you say that. So that's not really going on in Richmond as much either. Because I always, you know, I live in L.A. Well, but that's the
1: thing. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think what's happening is people are expecting moms to still be a stay-at-home mom in her spirit and in the way she conducts herself, yet also work a 40-hour week. And that's what I'm saying. It's like when, how can you be a chef, a chauffeur, a disciplinarian, a teacher, a hooker,
0: Yep. you know, like. I mean, oh how can
1: you be, how can you be all those things? You can't. Right. So one thing, and you, and it's like, I keep saying to my husband, it's like, I would rather have a messy house yeah. and still want to like snuggle with you than hate yeah. your gut and oh, clean a God. toilet. Yes.
0: Oh, so God. I, oh, God, it's true right it's so (laughs) true yeah you're right Uh, because then it's toxic then you're I don't the pressures of I feel like modern day pressures are so much and then if you're squabbling with your husband a lot I mean I'm not saying you but maybe me it's just terrible I don't want to do that in front of my kids I feel awful you know and
1: no I do I mean and that's one of the things I mean and I have I mean I have squabbled with my husband I don't, oh, we too. don't squabble. We have arguments and fights. And
0: yeah, arguments. so do we.
1: <laughs> like, totally. What a squabble. Yeah, um, I don't know. No, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. But you know one thing I always say because – and and maybe this is just me rationalizing my bad behavior, but when we do have an argument and, – and our kids my, – my parents, I never saw them have an argument once ever in my life, and wow. then they got divorced after 31 years. And so I, my thing was I was like, mm. okay, I'm going to let my kids see – that, you know, Rad and I sometimes have a fight, but I also want them to see that we can make up. Yeah. And I've always said, it's like, if they're like, Mom, you and Dad had a fight. And I'm like, yeah, well, you had a fight with your sister earlier today. So. Yeah.
0: I agree. That's what happens. That's she true. Kicks you off, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have read that. Like, of course, not a fight with him. I live with him. Sometimes he annoys the hell out of me, just like your sister. Yeah,
1: stole yeah. your toothbrush or whatever, and you like punched her for it. Oh well. Oh well. It's
0: not I I agree. And <laughs> I've read that that's really important. That makeup thing. So then we try to do that, but sometimes it takes a long time. So then it gets bad, and then we then we go fight in the room by ourselves. And then we come out and say. Well, we just want you know, and then we, you know, give each other a hug, and we've made up. But at least they see yeah. the whole thing. Ugh. But
1: uh, I think so. I mean, I think so. And that's yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, I there's no there's no perfect business. There's no perfect family. There's no perfect mom. There's no perfect dad. And and like we were saying about building the plane as you fly it. I mean, there've been a there've been a, with my business. I mean, there've been a few times with the kids where. I've done something that is like clearly not the right parenting choice, or I've gotten too mad at them about something because yeah. I've been tired mm-hmm. and stressed out, and I've had to go to them and be like, "I don't always know how to be a mom. Like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. sometimes. No, I did, and too. have to just be like, I was totally wrong, man. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have gotten that ticked off about something, but yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of us are really hard on ourselves, and and that's what I'm. That's why I love it that you're doing this show because well, I think. Thank you. Yeah, oh, you no, just sort of build a you. plane as you go, and yeah. you know, no, one knows exactly what they're doing. If they say they do all the time, I'm I suspicious.
0: They're full of shit. Well, Anne, thank you so much. <laughs> and you know, you're the first person that we've. This is. I'm like, I'm just gonna make this a longer show. Normally, it's 30 minutes, but you are so freaking hilarious. So we'll, we're, but we're done now. But I'm, you're gonna be a 45 minuter. So there you go. Oh lordy! <laughs> Woo! But thank you. Woo-hoo! You're so cute. It was so fun talking to you. And I love it. And everybody I will um everybody can look at her website. I'll have the link up, but it's again, it's HanoverAvenue.com. And that's it, Anne. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh my God, you were so sweet to have me. I loved this. <laughs> you might need to have a podcast. I'm kidding. You have enough going oh, on. Yeah, right. Add another add another thing to the list. Okay, lovey. Bye. Okay, bye. And that was Ann Tollett. She's awesome. Um, thanks so much for listening in. I hope you had as much fun as I did, or at least half as much fun, because I had a lot of fun talking to her. She is a trip. Anyway, if you enjoy the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review of the Expressing Motherhood podcast. And please subscribe to the show. If you're interested in being on my podcast, please email me. My email is on the Expressing Motherhood website. Again, I'm Lindsay Cabot. The co-creator and director of the national hit stage show Expressing Motherhood. And check out to see when Expressing Motherhood um, might be coming to your town. We're headed to Boston, San Francisco, Des Moines, Iowa, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and a couple of L.A. shows planned in the fall. Our hashtag for social media is ExmoShow. Until next time.